Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. At T-Mobile, you can get two powerful iPhone 11 Pros on us. The three cameras are perfect for capturing my DIY projects. I'm repainting our car. Wow, the ultra-wide camera really captures all the, uh flames switch today and get two new lines for 90 bucks plus two iphone 11 pros on us with qualifying trading for well-qualified customers plus taxes and fees essentials plan with auto pay phone via 24 credits if you cancel before 24 credits remaining balance on full price of 999.99 for each device may be due contact us qualifying port ins and finance agreements required it's time for me to record for all the podcast listeners around the world a personalized championship audio or video introduction. Special offers now are available at BruceBuffer.com, plus more personalized audios and videos for all special occasions such as weddings, birthdays, baby births, podcast intros, special business and corporate events, and much more as your wish is my command. Check it out. Let me do them for you. Go to BruceBuffer.com and send in your requests now. It's time! With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We It's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of somewhere in the world that the UFC will be coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show we talk about what you think about, but maybe you're afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. COVID-19, sex, drugs, rock and roll, politics, film, TV, UFC, you name it, we talk about it as far as whatever is happening in the world today, because a lot is not happening. We're going to discuss why. I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. I'm here with our guest host, many times, monthly, 11 years, plus the beautiful, the sensual, the ever exciting, the ever interesting. God knows what she's going to say and what's going to come out of her mouth today, but we're going to find out. It's Sammy Phillips. You're back, Sammy. It's been two weeks, but you know what? We wanted you back again. We got to stay close. We got to stay tight. We're all privateering, uh, not privateering, excuse me, wrong choice of words. We're all sequestered in our homes. (laughs) (laughs) I think you need to create privateering. Whatever that is, that's a new movement that Bruce Buffer is going to push privateering. Yeah, now you got my entrepreneurial mind working. I'm trying to figure out how to do all this. I'm actually looking up the URL on the website to reserve it right now. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Because everybody listening is probably doing the same thing. Okay, guys, the big news, first off, before the big news, how are you doing since we last spoke? How is everything working with the sequestering and safe distancing and staying at home and um, all that? Everybody handling it? Everybody doing well? Everybody having any issues? Any gripes? Want to you run, run outside and scream loud or stay inside and be happy and smile and watch uh, binge episodes of uh, Ozark on Netflix. What are you doing? 
Uh, who's going first, uh, TJ or me? Ladies first. Oh. Well, can I just tell you that I looked up pri- privateering and it's okay. an actual word, and it means engage in the activities of a privateer. So. Oh, okay. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> okay. A privateer is a private person or ship that engages in maritime warfare under a commission of war. Well, <clears throat> under, under wait, the last part again was under a what? Under a commission of war. Since, well, we are we are yeah. in a war. We are in a war. There, yep, you, there go. you go. There you go. So Speaking we're all privateering. I guess so. Now the war is winning. The war is losing on many fronts. It's uh, you know it's all to be discussed. Positive, negatives. I'm happy to see that the uh, curve in New York is starting to uh, uh, be solid. But now they're talking about Connecticut, New Jersey, Philadelphia, the next hot spots coming up. Um, Florida hot spot coming up in LA. The uh, height of the death toll, according to reports yesterday, will be on April 13th with 68 followed by April 20th or so with 61. And they do expect that possibly it could go down to eight to zero in May. Now that as horrific as it sounds, sounds good because that means that possibly we could be seeing some light in May, at least here in California. But there's still so much going on around. I predict in a non-educated way, let's say, I have a funny feeling that we're going to start getting somewhat back to a normality come the end of May. But I don't really see this happening before the end of May. Yeah, I mean, yeah. quite frankly. I kind of think it might go past the summer, but that's the worst case scenario. Well, a lot of people think that, and then you got to worry about next November when flu season comes back because we don't have a vaccine. So there's a lot that yet remains to be seen. But I will say one thing. It's like Dr. Fauci said on the news, and I've said numerous times in the podcast over the last four weeks, handshakes are gone forever. I think they're just gone forever. And with that being said, other things will take place. How are you going to feel when everything is back to normal about going out and socializing in a uh, populated bar, populated restaurant? Do you think you'd be sensitive to doing that, Sammy? Uh, uh, probably not. <laughs> like, okay. I'm just being honest because by the time the economy opens up, bars open up, people go back to work. We are so far, in my opinion, beyond the curve where, uh, most everybody has either been infected and gotten over it, infected or had some type of a vaccination or some type of antibody in their in their body they developed by having it. And I don't think that it will be the same infection rate that it is now when everybody comes out of this. I don't know. Like well, I don't think people are gonna be running around with masks and gloves on when this thing is over. I think you're gonna have some people self-choosing to do that. Um, you know, right now we know we're all ordered in L.A., um, and I'm sure it's happening in other areas that workers and shoppers at essential businesses that are open, we have to cover our faces going in. They have to be covered, their faces covered, rather taking care of us, checking us out. You know, it still remains true that 50 percent of all infected people are asymptomatic. Those of you that don't understand that or are not aware of it yet, it just means that they have no symptoms, but they can infect you. And as main as 80 percent of all transmissions from people that are getting sick are from asymptomatic people. That's one of the reasons why these there's two types of tests being done. One is the swab test where they stick the uh, 
the swab up your nose into your sinus area. You feel it. You get the results back in three days plus, whatever the scenario is, that will tell you if you have the virus. The other test that is going out there, and I've been trying to help and do my business with to help a big company here make a connection to get more of these. Everybody's trying to get them are the antibody tests, where they test you similar to a pregnancy test in the way that you basically prick your finger, there's blood, you put it on a buffering agent, and then within minutes, you see if you have the antibodies. That test means that you had it, and now you have the antibodies. Hopefully, that means you will not get infected again, and if you go a step further, it means you can go and get plasma and try to help uh, in the process of finding a vaccine. So those are the two tests. The antibody test would need to be taken over and over and over again, but they're very important because if we get millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of those tests out there and test millions and millions and millions and millions of people, we will understand a little more and beneficially more to all of us who's had it and who hasn't, right? That's yeah. probably the next step, and those tests are going to be rampant throughout, everywhere. I could see that businesses may be testing their people coming back in. And who knows, maybe at first they're only going to let people back in that have the antibodies. I don't know. It remains to be seen. But we will see. We will hey, see. Any what's your guys' take? Obviously, it's really big in the news right now that the president's pushing hydrochloroquine as uh, an antidote to the coronavirus when they don't have any hard data to actually prove that fact. He's pushed a couple of things already, and Dr. Fauci has kind of stepped on in a couple areas as other doctors have too. I don't really want to listen, with all respect, to the president telling me about a drug. I want to listen to the doctors talking about the drug. I would rather hear his doctors, but he pushed it. And, and Sammy, it, did I read an article or see something that, that somebody was claiming that he has an interest in that drug company? Did you read anything like that? Yes. I actually had tweeted something very similar hold on, that basically said that he has a, he has a interest, a, uh, what is it when you are an investor? Thank you. He has yeah. a small invested interest in the uh, generic form of hydrochloroquine and it's called Sinophil, I think. Hold on. I Hold on. I have to take a look. <clears throat> so um, he's pushing this as a remedy. Why? Because he's got a vested interest in it. All right. Well, let's say that that is not his reason for it. And let's say it's a good drug. I don't know. But the bottom line is, yes, there's an interest that's been reported. Yes, there is uh, talk about the drug being beneficial. But no vaccine has been established yet. Work is being done. I don't think that's the one drug by a layman's guess that's going to be the salvation for everybody. But things are being done. Let's wait in here until we hear there's an actual vaccine. Um, he's mentioned other things in the past that obviously people came up against and didn't work out, one in particular. So to me, that's just another report. I don't want to hear anything until tests have been done and it's, it's proven solid. Can hey, I, uh, can, by the way, hi, like, guys. I'm here, too. I haven't spoken yet. Podcast is 10 minutes old. I haven't said anything. I'm TJ. I been talking to the two of you i know i know i just want to jump in here because you two are chatty cathy's and i and i want to give you some interesting uh news that i saw yesterday and i swore to god bruce sam i thought that i was watching saturday night live i'm not even what? kidding you you know there's a study okay. there's a study wait, right now wait wait, wait, wait. before oh, you get Lord. it i just wanted to correct what i had said it's called sanofi the drug company 
that he has a vested interest in. That's the generic for hydrochloroquine. It's called Sanofi. And just do some research and you'll see it for yourself. Go ahead. Usually when they come up with a name like that, it's easier to say than what they actually say. But hydrochloroquine sounds easier than Sanofi. Sanofi. S-A-N-O-F-I. Sanofi. Have you guys seen that they are testing uh, sildenafil? Do you, do you know how to say that word? Sildenafil? <clears throat> sildenafil. That's the uh, erection drug. That's the... Uh, Correct. Um, yeah, that's the... Uh, I think that's Cialis. Uh, Viagra. 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 And, Viagra. And, and they are um, running clinical trials to see how uh, it affects COVID-19. So... Well, it affects it like this. If it cures it, but you're walking around with a boner. I don't know if that's going to be very good. We'll be doing distancing for another reason. If it means that I can leave my house without a surgical mask, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people will be down, if you know what I'm saying. Sammy, did you giggle with that? I was trying to make a joke. Yes, but okay. you'll have to be wearing a sling around your dingling, dude. But, well, if you remember, the, the Viagra product, Sonatafil, was originally created. It was reported in a test, and I think it was done in the military, but it was for the heart. It was to be a heart medicine, but they realized that everybody was getting a... Uh, a boner and, and suddenly it took out a whole different meaning. But I'll tell you one thing, if that drug comes out like that for this then everybody out there that likes to use Viagra, there could be a Viagra shortage. So who knows? There hey, can't listen, be a if, shortage that you can order it by mail now. Not if millions and millions of people are taking it to prevent COVID-19. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just being, uh, uh, just look guessing. At the who knows? Toilet tissue shortage yeah. that still is happening. Yeah, but there's no the, – here's the problem. People are just loaded with it. There, there's a bunch of people that have a closet full of toilet paper. The The demand for toilet paper has not gone up. It, it, people aren't pooping more than ever before. They're not. It's just there's a lot of people that have a lot of it sitting at home. Now, the hoarding caused a lot of issues. So when I went in the market last week, uh, Bristol Farms Market out here in L.A. I mean, shopping for my family. They were just I got there just as they were loading all the shelves with toilet paper. Granted, it was a different manufacturer, individual rolls, but there was plenty of toilet paper. You know, it, obviously, people are having a problem with it. It's hard, but hoarders have created that, and we were all scared, and we're still scared, and, and that creates the hoarding process. So it is what it is, and you got to be a little inventive and go out there and find it where you can find it. You what know? do you mean and be a little other- inventive, like, like use not toilet paper? Some people don't use it. Some people, I don't want to get too personal, but don't I don't mean, use I, it. Some one of my friends uh-huh. said that because of toilet paper, the fact they couldn't find any, then they resorted to using towel and warm water and washing and washing and washing. Everybody's got their own ways of doing things, you know. Your quote unquote Depends. friends, friends, quote unquote. By the way, friend, we friends, installed, oh, friends. We installed bidets in our toilets. In our house, which helps a lot, yeah, that's, that's good. That, that's one thing I think that the United States could really benefit from this whole COVID nineteen. The um, the sort of changing of the ideas on if you're sick, you should wear a mask. I think if people do have like a, a cold or anything like that, and they're going out in public, wear a mask. I think for a lot of people uh, in this country, we've had sort of an aversion. Uh, to that. The other thing would be the acceptance and the idea that a bidet is not just some novel gourmet bougie thing. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. Everyone should have a bidet. Yeah. All right. Well, let's bet on the bidet. Okay. Let's go into another situation here. We all know that the UFC was scheduled for April 18th. Um, the talk came out. It was kept quiet until recently, literally within a day or two ago, that it was going to be at the Tachi Palace uh, up here in Lemoore, California, which is a three hour drive for me. I did agree. I was on the fence, you know, of course, waiting to get the call, and I did agree to do the show. I did agree to do it on Wednesday, and the show was canceled 
on Thursday, um, Dana White came on publicly about it. Uh, he got the call from the powers that be at ESPN. They made the decision they made. And now, until further notice, all UFCs have been canceled. So he did say that because Tachi did back the UFC up and they were there for them, that the next California show, according to Dana, will be at Tachi Palace. Um, what a great I'm place. With. What a great, amazing I, place. Uh, really deep roots in, in mixed martial arts. That's where the WEC started. Um, I've called majority of my mixed martial arts cards in my commentating career uh, out there in Lemoore. Um, the fact that the UFC will go there and do a show is a, is a something long overdue for that uh, that group. Right. And again, I was just going to drive up, and obviously when it happens again, I will drive up. But uh, hopefully not driving up with a mask and going to the room and going to the place and six feet away. It was, you know, who knows how the show would have gone. But Okay, I was ready to go. I was ready to roar. Now I'm ready to follow the guidelines that we should be following, and that's what we're following. So that's the news for the UFC at this point. Um, and uh, onward and upward. And, of course, there's all this talk about the island and, and all that. And I huh. hear on the inside, this is very serious. I'd love to know where it is, as we all would, and that remains to be seen. It reminds me of the movie Enter the Dragon, you know, when you think back and that we all went to the island. So... Let's see what happens there. As usual, the UFC will have a tremendous amount of excitement for us in the future. But right now, with everybody, exception of the WWE the other weekend, there are no sports. And that will remain exactly like that. Sammy, one yeah. of the things that's been brought up, people that are compromised, one of the subjects that comes up is people that smoke marijuana. And does it bother you? Because I know you love your, you love your herb. Does it bother you? that, Or do you consider yourself compromised? Because the effect of herb on the lungs, according to reports, is similar to a bronchitis type effect, um, even though we're not sick or, you know, you're not sick or whatever the case might be. But they say that if you do smoke marijuana, you have to consider yourself that you are, should be considered possibly compromised if, God forbid, you ever get the COVID-19 virus. Does that bother you? Um, do you hear me breathing? Casey, yes. listen. Okay. That's me breathing. And I've been is like that. For really? about three weeks. Yeah. And here's my situation. Um, I don't have a fever. I don't have a cough. I just am having problems breathing. Uh, I waited the first week and a half, two weeks. I didn't do anything because the hospitals are overrun with truly sick people. I'm older. I'm 54. Um, I probably shouldn't be sitting in a hospital with a bunch of really sick people. So I was like, just, you know, stay home, isolate, do the things I'm supposed to do. Drank a lot of the hot liquids. Oh, by the way, that was like a half bullshit list that I had read on the show a couple of weeks ago. Some of it is good information. Some of it's crazy. Um, like your stomach acids are not killing the virus if you use hot water to wash it down your throat into your stomach. That ain't happening. But even still... I drink a lot of hot liquids. I'm doing the right things. I ended up going to urgent care because my roommates were concerned. Sammy, are you over-accentuating your breathing right now? Is that actually your breathing? Because it just started yeah. when you talked about it. It wasn't that way before. No, it's because I've been being quiet as you okay. guys were kind of Got talking. Yeah. Also, so tell me about your lungs because it doesn't sound good. Okay. Also, when I get excited, you know, I'm like, ah, it, it's way worse. Like it exacerbates whatever the breathing situation is. So I go to the, uh, urgent care. There's like a porno doctor, urgent care center near penthouse near where I live as well. 
I went in and saw him. He took an x-ray. He said, you look great. You have a small heart. Everything's fine. And I'm like, but doctor, why can't I breathe? And he goes, well, do you have bronchitis? Do you have asthma? And I'm like, no, I have neither. So he scheduled me to go. He wrote an order for me to go get first to go to an ENT, then a cardiopulmonologist because he said he had no idea what was wrong with me. Then he called me the next day and said, I'm going to actually send you for a CT scan. By then, they had closed all the CT places to people like me showing any sign at all. They are not doing CT scans in five different facilities in Los Angeles, the only ones that he referred me out to. So as of right now, um, I cannot get a CT scan. Um, I feel fine other than having some breathing issues. And going back to your whole point about marijuana, I am still smoking a little bit here and there, but definitely way, 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 way less than normal because I physically can't. So to answer your question, but do I feel feel compromised because I smoke weed? No, actually it's the only thing keeping my ass fucking calm. I've heard that. I've heard that from a number of people, um, including friends that we know. And I understand that, especially during these times. Do you have one of those things you can put on your finger to tell your oxygen level? Okay. So I ended up going back to the urgent care because he couldn't get me in for a CT scan. He said he wanted to do another, um, x-ray on my chest to see if there's any difference. There was zero difference. Both times he put the little thing on my finger and he said that my oxygen level is fine. So he is completely confused. He has no idea what's wrong with me. All right. All right, Sammy, I can hear your lungs. Try to hold the microphone a little, a little bit away. They sound tough. I'm sorry, Sammy. I'm sorry you're feeling that way. That's okay. Let's put it this way. Do you feel better than you felt a week ago? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let me, let me, and I just, my, my, you know how I feel about you, Sammy. I'm always in your corner. I hope you feel better and just watch that. Please watch that. It doesn't sound good. Um, let me go into a couple things without being insensitive to your situation, Sammy, because yeah. keep me abreast of that. Will you please not yeah. to make a joke? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Now the LA beaches were closed here last week too. And you know, one of the key reasons is of course, is that the distancing and people not coming together, Newport beach for some reason is keeping their surfing spots and beaches open. And now the local surfers are getting upset because a lot of people are coming from LA and other areas to Newport to surf. Therefore, no distancing is being kept in the water. Why they're allowing that. I do not know. I think it's absolutely idiotic. Number two, one of the reasons is the coronavirus actually survives in feces. Okay. Really? So when the feces, yes. When it goes out into the ocean, and it goes out into the ocean. It breaks up. The the, the plants that, that, I don't know, purifies the word or clean uh, the sewage before it gets released in the ocean, they, get, they can't clean it all, okay? It does go out there unclean. And when it goes out there, obviously it'll wash back. When the waves hit the ground, as an example, if you're near one of those sewage outlets, which could be uh, at Malibu, uh, the famous Malibu Beach, Malibu Pier Beach, uh, Point Beach, where there's three points there. They extended the sewage line. Um, and sewage has been going out there for years, and it can hit the beach, spray up into the air, boom, another chance to possibly get infected, aside from distancing with people. I'm pretty sure I am correct in that. I am not a doctor. I am going by the information I'm reading, as we're all reading like crazy. Now, there's some crazy instances that have happened. Did you guys hear about the California nursing home that was evacuated because the staff did not show up? They had like 34 patients that got infected, and the staff literally did not show up. 
they had to bring in nurses from around the area to move all the patients out to another location. One of those crazy things that happens during this time. Arizona has declared golf an essential activity. Some what? people, res- yes, residents are pissed. Okay, golfers in Arizona can still get in their their games, right? Amid stay-at-home orders. The state declared the sport essential. People are pissed over that exception. Um, they've laid down new rules in the Grand Canyon State this week, forcing Arizonians to shelter in places unless unless they had good reason to leave, like for jobs or essential activities, in the order they deem are golf, along with walking, hiking, running, and biking as essential exercises. And many feel that is not going to help, sped, uh, help stop the spread of coronavirus, which I agree with. Okay, we have to do and sacrifice what we have to do. Okay, guys, let's start talking about the economic effect of COVID-19. Right now, the guesstimate is that the, the coronavirus pandemic is probably going to force or could force half a billion people into poverty, not in America alone, worldwide. Okay, worldwide. Basically, 8% of humanity Okay, this is the first increase in global poverty that they've witnessed since 1990. This remains to be seen, but a lot of it comes down. As an example, 100 American Airlines attendants as of last week have been diagnosed with COVID-19. Okay, I'm sure other airlines are going through it too. Auto insurance companies now are talking about, or they are, excuse me, returning. They are going to give back about $800 million to their auto insurance customers because people are driving far less than during this virus. Basically, all state insurance said it's going to refund 15% of the premiums paid by its customers in April and May, which comes to a total of $600 million. Can't believe I'm not with all state. <laughs> that would be a good thing to be with. Um, now, four stores, four stores that are closing. And, and I think this is going to be, I'm sorry to say, more rampant. When you think about um, that this is the worst case we've had since the Great Depression, think about companies like Sears. J.C. Penney, J. Crew, Neiman Marcus. And I'll give you an example. J.C. Penney was already $3.7 billion in debt at the end of 2019. Sears filed for bankruptcy in 2018, and its future has been in doubt ever since. Neiman Marcus filed for bankruptcy because of a $4.3 billion debt load they had, and J.C. Crew is $1.6 billion in debt. That is a recipe for extinction. You know, how are they going to come out of this? How are the stores going to come out of it? And also other things are happening too. And the next story you're going to like, Sammy, you're probably already quite aware of it, but Corona beer who lost money in the beginning because of the correlation between Corona and Corona. Okay. They also make Modelo, which is the sponsor of the UFC. Um, they're owned by Anheuser-Busch and they make Pacifico beers. Well, all production has stopped guys. All production has stopped. So I heard they were changing the name. Um, they were talking about changing the name, uh, but I don't know. I know the Spanish name is Coronita, but you know, again, if you change the name, then you got to start building your marketing all over again. How many people are going to know to the shelves that Corona is Babona? You know, they're not going to know if that was the case, right? So there's more economic issues. We all know of people that are out of work. Uh, another situation, they closed the gun stores here in Los Angeles, right? They didn't consider them essential businesses and there was a flock on ammunition sales and gun sales and everything. Well, the gun retailers um, have, as of April 1st, uh, they were deemed an essential service by the federal government. All gun stores are staying open, and uh, we all know the reasons why people are doing that fear. 
worry about anarchy, anarchy in the streets, looting, whatever the case might be. We've heard and seen all the stories. Sammy, here's a story that I want to get your comment on. They're trying to help people out there with bailouts, assistance, whatever, right? The small business bailout open bill excludes the one they put forth. It excludes legal sex workers, including strippers, porn performers, directors, producers like you, sex toy manufacturers, and more. Okay, that was a $2 trillion bailout they passed out last week with the exception of sex workers. How does that make you and your industry feel? Uh, not very happy. It exempts any purient worker. So uh, the list is sort of a general broad list of people that fall within that category that the government doesn't feel that they are uh, worthy of any type of stimulus compensation. Meanwhile, every single person in that industry pays their taxes. Everyone, all companies, all people. So how could you exempt them from any type of stimulus when you're including absolutely every other type of person who also pays their taxes. I agree. I agree. It's a legal worker's a legal worker. I don't I don't see the difference. I mean, unless there was an issue with the industry, which uh, I have no issue with. I mean, equality no, is equality yeah, in, in legal yeah. marketplace. I, I mean, not to be all crazy, but I'm sure Pence's handwriting has something to do with it. He's a zealot. I'm sorry, in my opinion, with his whole anti- gay, uh, uh, what is it? What is that program that he does to make them not gay? Pray the gay away or whatever. No, it's like this awful thing where it's like a shot, like they get shocked or something. It's like this awful thing where they try and make you not gay anymore. So that's where they, they bring in the, they made a movie on that. It was, it was, it was a really strong movie and it's disgusting what they're doing. Go ahead. The bottom line is Gay equals a sexual preference or a sexual, uh, it, it's, it's revolved around sex. So why wouldn't they single out similarly people in the sex industry? They have an issue. So, um, from what I understand, there's several things going on. Uh, there is a change.org petition that a girl named Tasha rain, who's a penthouse pet, uh, She's a very, very smart girl, has graduated college, is a teacher and a writer, and she has created this uh, petition. We should probably post it. I'll find it. And I do believe she's initiating a class action lawsuit against, who is it that, that drafted it? House of Representatives, I, uh, Congress? Who was it? So she's drafting a class action lawsuit where it is unconstitutionally unfair to eliminate sex workers from that stimulus package. So you're going to be hearing a lot in the news. Hey, I'm Kayla. As a mom working from home, life is crazier than ever, especially on days like these. But I'm still ruling my day thanks to Metro. Metro gave me an awesome phone and tablet. Now my son can get his homework done on the tablet without needing to borrow my laptop. Plus, with Metro, Amazon Prime is included, so I can access great deals and discounts on school essentials. 
and get them delivered in no time with unlimited free shipping. All while keeping an eye on my son to make sure he finishes his online practice tests before he starts watching his favorite Amazon originals. Right now, get a new phone and tablet on us when you switch to Metro, the number one brand in prepaid. Plus, enjoy high-speed data on both devices with one Amazon Prime membership included for just $75 a month. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. I'm Kayla, and that's how I rule my day with Metro. With new lines of service after rebate redemption plus sales tax and activation fee. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members on select rate plans. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 a month cost. Restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Kayla. As a mom working from home, life is crazier than ever, especially on days like these. But I'm still ruling my day thanks to Metro. Metro gave me an awesome phone and tablet. Now my son can get his homework done on the tablet without needing to borrow my laptop. Plus, with Metro, Amazon Prime is included, so I can access great deals and discounts on school essentials and get them delivered in no time with unlimited free shipping, all while keeping an eye on my son to make sure he finishes his online practice tests before he starts watching his favorite Amazon originals. Right now, get a new phone and tablet on us when you switch to Metro, the number one brand in prepaid. Plus, enjoy high-speed data on both devices with one Amazon Prime membership included for just $75 a month. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. I'm Kayla, and that's how I rule my day with Metro. With new lines of service after rebate redemption plus sales tax and activation fee. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members on select rate plans. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 a month cost. Restrictions apply. In the next coming weeks about this. Well, it'd be interesting to see, you know, and I can't blame her, you know, uh, fair is fair. Workers are workers. You know, if you have a problem with the industry, then why is it legal? If it was illegal, I understand, but it's not illegal. So exactly. Uh, yeah. So she, you know, go ahead, do what she has to do, get it done. Um, you know, they said that animals cannot transfer the virus. It was talking about it. Their hair gets touched or their, their fur or whatever the case might be. But a tiger housed at the New York City's Bronx Zoo is tested positive for COVID-19. It's the first known animal in the United States to have contracted it, right? And the Wildlife Conservation Society, they run the facility. They care for the animals at the zoo. It's a four-year-old Malayan female tiger named Nadia. I mean, you wonder how they figured to test it. That's my question. How did they figure to test it? What was it happening? Maybe it had flu-like symptoms. I don't know. But they so they show that not just her, but other animals have shown um, symptoms, COVID-19 symptoms of late, which was three other tigers and four lions. They developed a dry cough. There we go. That's how they saw. And they're all expected to fully recover. And okay, now they're going to test all the other I, big cats. No, please I, go ahead. I have to jump in on this because coincidentally, and I think I brought this up to you, Bruce, last year, one of my cats, I have four cats, and one of my cats started doing this like weird wheezing, almost like. She had a hairball and she was trying to get it out like, like this weird noise. So it was persistent. It didn't go away. I took her into the vet, did blood work, the whole nine yards, uh, x-rays, uh, everything to rule out potential problems. Turns out she had coronavirus. She had coronavirus last year before people quote unquote had coronavirus. Apparently it's very common in cats. The way it was explained to me, it is transferred in litter boxes through feces. That basically coronavirus in cats is the same as herpes in humans. Hmm. Every like three out of four cats have it. If your cat was a feral cat, a rescue cat, a cat from the street, you know, bar the purebreds, any other cat 
most likely has been exposed or has coronavirus in their blood. So when they come out with news that a tiger or a lion has it, well, duh, of course they do. There's an well, animal version that's been around for a really long time. Yeah, well, basically there are 500, 2,000-pound versions, whatever the weights are, of cats, 500-pound <laughs> versions of cats, you know? Right. It's amazing. But I don't believe everything that I've read that – and even my vet had told me last year, the cat cannot transfer their brand of coronavirus to us. Right. Right. But so, they did say there was another article that was brought out this week, a uh, medical article, that if you do have cats, keep them inside during this period. Yeah. They, they, they said keep, definitely keep them inside, which has to do probably with what you're saying also. Right. All right. Listen, a couple of other things I want to go into here before we start signing off. Um, Sammy, I, I, you, you like football, don't you, Sammy? Yeah, I haven't really been following it. I well, mean, there's, there's nothing to follow, but it's okay. But the, the, the point I wanted to put it, the, the man that's responsible for the longest field goal ever, he used to play with the um, the Eagles and some other people. I think, no, excuse me, I forget the exact team. Kansas City, whatever. His name, Tom Dempsey. TJ, you ever hear of Tom Dempsey? Heard the name. Don't know uh, anything he, about him, he, though. He's a legendary NFL kicker that had a deformed foot, right? He was born without toes on his right foot, without fingers on his right hand, but oh, wow. he especially at specially designed shoes, and he holds the record for the longest field goal in history still. He just passed away from the coronavirus at 73. Um, my best wishes go out to him and his and condolences to him and his family, his loved ones. That's good out to everybody of people that are suffering. It even came out, too, that Rose Namana Yunus, TJ, you read this. She backed out of uh, UFC 249 before it was canceled, and people wondered why. I thought, could it be fears over corona? Well, it, of course it was fears, but really she lost two of her family members to the virus, and she, she wanted to be with her family. Two of her members passed. That's, that's so, horribly sad. It's horribly sad. Horribly sad. Wait. That's why. Oh, sorry. I didn't no, go, ahead. To, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of um, football, you guys heard about Robert Kraft, right? Yes. With the flying over the mass and everything. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. And when that kind of came out uh, a couple days ago, I was like, why aren't more people in that type of position doing stuff like that? Like. Why aren't people using their private planes and flying over and picking up supplies and flying them back in? Well, you know, you think about that, and there's a lot of rich celebrities out there, a lot of people that can do a lot. And I'll give you an example of some that have that have donated, that ha that have done things. Okay, and um, basically, one in particular is uh, the Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey. Jack oh, Dorsey. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jack. Yeah. He donated one billion dollars. One billion. Dollars. I'll give you a couple others. Italian designer Giorgio Armani. He donated $1.4 million. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's like it is happening out there. There are celebrities out there that want to, you know, do stuff for people. I think Rihanna donated a bunch of money, others that you read about. It's happening. Uh, a lot of people don't want that kind of publicity, but I thought that that gesture that Robert Kraft made was fantastic. Definitely fantastic. Because, you know, the things out there, it's not just respirators. They're looking for the kits I was talking about earlier. I'm working with one company. I was just able to, to be part of helping a company ship like 100,000 masks to, a, to a, a medical facility in need. I'm working on other situations like that because I happen to be working with a company that has the masks at, at prices that are reasonable, prices that are right, not these gouging that's going on and the profiteering that's taking place with so many. But – People are out there, even the, uh, Governor Cuomo, he put out a public notice. He wants to hear from people that can supply him masks, gowns, respirators, 
kits, uh, the, the facial shields, all that kind of stuff. It's just not out there. They're not out there to be gotten. And people are making and profiting off this for the wrong reasons. I mean, it's important to get them out there at the prices that are reasonable. 3M right now is just putting forth a huge lawsuit against um, a company that was overcharging for the N94 masks, like to the tune of about seven bucks a piece, right? Wow. And so they're actually taking it upon themselves to sue him, to sue them. It's interesting that they would do it and not the government would go after him. But you're well, going to like a third party vendor and they probably have rules where they can't mark it up more than the the parent company or whatever. I would agree with you on that. And, and however, that plays out, because the middlemen that jump into this, right, there's one company that makes it. There's the people that buy it. There could be as many as two, three, four, five middlemen, and they're getting it to that company. Why? Because yeah. they're profiteering. They're profiteering on it. So, you know, did, did buy you, smart uh, best times. Did you see what Elon Musk uh, put out on Twitter the other day? What did he put out? He's basically like, if you're within the Tesla um, shipping area all around the world, uh, let us know if you need ventilators. We have ventilators. We will ship them directly to you. He's talking to hospitals. Other, so, yeah. To hospitals, not to individuals. Yep. Right. But, yeah. I mean, not too many people are in need of ventilators at their home. But, yeah, no, I thought that was uh, amazing. And um, I, I know there are a lot of uh, other companies that, you know, manufacture other things that are, you know, turning their attention to making ventilators. Let me give you a couple other. George and Amal Clooney, $1 million they donated. Rachel Ray, the TV talk show host, donated $4 million, $4 million meals to pets affected right mm -hmm. very interesting so people are stepping up you know Oprah winfrey donated 10 million dollars okay i love seeing that right mm -hmm. ryan reynolds and blake blake lively lively the couple they donated one million dollars to feeding america donatella Versace, two hundred thousand euros okay that doesn't seem like a lot compared to the others but it is it's two hundred thousand euros okay wow. they don't need to do anything yeah yeah they, they don't need to do a word it's like you're handing out 15 bucks you know it it, it doesn't matter you did right. it you yep. did something, okay? Sean Mendez, $175,000. I can go on and on and on. So people out there are trying to do what they do, and that's good. All right, let's take a step out. Let's talk about how we're getting through this and enjoying themselves, enjoying ourselves, living through the day. We're talking about COVID-19, but also we got to talk about what the feel-good parts of this time are, time to spend with your family. Me, personally, obviously I'm sequestered. Um, I see a good friend of mine who's sequestered also. We're sequestered together, and my, my mom down the street, my wait, brother— wait. Wait, what? Whoa. Hang on. He kind of glossed over that, right, Sammy? No, no, no. Yeah. Hold on. Wait. So, did I hear this right? You, Bruce Buffer, are sequestered with sequestered. a good friend. S sequestered. I'm sequestered. Uh, my, my, my friend either goes to their house and back what? here, and that's it. That's it. Uh, right. Just so, you're isolated it. with one another. Isolated. Isolated. Yeah, but Isolated. no one's supposed to be leaving the household and potentially bringing infection back. Unless it's essential, right. Sammy. Unless, Unless it's, it's essential. essential. Right. It's essential. Yeah, that's no, all. but what's if essential you... at his girlfriend's house? Massage that's oils it. or candles or I'm got lingerie, fucking sex toys. Right. What's going on? <laughs> Only when it's essential. <laughs> Hey, let me uh, let me let me read you something. I saw this on Facebook the other day, and I think it goes to what you're talking about, Bruce. Hearing kind of the feel good things. Um, so think about uh, this scenario: the year is 2030, so 10 years from now. A college kid says, "In history class, we learned that the COVID-19 uh, pandemic in 2020 was really bad. 
What was it like? Their parent responds, well, everything was shut down in an attempt to kill the virus, but not everyone followed the order to quarantine for 15 days. So it lasted longer than anyone expected. Many people died who shouldn't have. Uh, Grocery stores were out of everything because people were hoarding as much as they could. We were scared of economic failure for our country and for ourselves because we couldn't work. Don't you remember? You were eight years old. College kid says, all I remember was that school was closed. I was being homeschooled. I remember doing scavenger hunts in our yard. I remember eating meals as a family for a change. I remember getting great sleep because I wasn't up late for homework or getting up for school. Uh, I remember board games as a family. I remember watching uh, our pastor on a laptop. Honestly, it was the happiest time of my childhood. And think about that because we have this opportunity to basically just embrace our families in ways that we never really have or been able to, you know, unless it is like an extended vacation. And uh, I kind of like that scenario. So think about the, you know, the kids today that are getting this uh, incredibly extended spring break. Like, let's make it awesome. Okay, but hold on. What about these poor parents who you know are going fucking stir crazy? Because uh, I have there, there's, a whole... There, there's one on the show right now. Let me tell you that. No, I bet. I, I can only imagine TJ. Because I have some girlfriends who have kids varying ages, plus my cousin Jennifer. Um... <sighs> There's a point I think where everybody starts getting on everyone's nerves. Oh, 100. percent But yeah, it, you gotta you gotta do what you can to make the best of it because uh, of it, it isn't ending anytime soon. Yes, my my child has energy levels of someone who is on methamphetamine. I'm telling you right now, like it's bonkers. He's bouncing off the walls. It's not going to get any better anytime soon. But it's like, okay, do I just pull out my hair or do we have little Wait. fun things? You know, hold on, you don't have any hair. I mean, right. You, you're correct. Just reach down to your chest and grab a few. I'm back, guys. I'm sorry. I had to leave for a second. You know why I had to leave? Why? We didn't even know you were gone. <laughs> no, I, I, I told TJ because four days ago, I ordered a food delivery, you know, fruit, vegetables, stuff like that. Um, really good site I found called Mercato, Mercato, M-E-R-C-A-T-O. And because, you know, with the food delivery services, you, you fill all the things out and then you can't get a delivery date, right? Because they're not delivering. Right. This, this service proved really well. They just dropped out the box. I had to run down to the front door and pull it in before it gets stolen. <laughs> so that's why I had oh, to run down. Please, no one's stealing shit in your neighborhood. Well, I mean, I have had I have had boxes stolen, Sammy. I have lost easily close to fifteen hundred dollars in in items delivered to my house. And the only reason I feel, and and that's why I, I have them delivered elsewhere. But during the time that we are sequestered at our homes, I am having everything delivered, and even then. Over the last three weeks, I had one shipment stolen, and you're wondering who the heck is driving around stealing this stuff. Well, you didn't so know. I gotta, you didn't know that a thief is a essential businessman. Uh, I guess they cla- I guess they classify like yeah. that. But I have an I have an essential baseball bat, much less my essential fist that I'll take care of somebody real quick if I catch up stealing stuff from my house. But I mean, that's the no thing. Way. Like Sammy said in your neighborhood, I, I mean, stealing stuff like that. Yes, some people do it out of necessity, but for the most part, it's just the thrill. It's the rush. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll give them a rush. I'll give them a thrill. Okay, enough of that. Enough macho talk. Um, other things that, okay, I interrupt you guys because I left. Did I interrupt what you were saying? Please get back no, to it. No, we literally didn't it. know that you were gone, and yeah. uh, it was probably the best part of the show. And I'm, I'm, take kidding. That. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm taking that in a positive and a negative way. There you go. <laughs> but, there you go. Oh, <laughs> hey, but it, I want to bring up something. It's very important. I can't believe neither one of you have brought it up. What about Bernie dropping out? Who? Oh, Jesus Christ. Bernie Sanders. 
Uh, well, you know what? I think it was bound to happen. It was just it was on its way. I didn't I don't I didn't find that surprising. His showing in the in the uh, primaries or whatever they were called was 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 horrible compared to Biden. I understand. But here's my whole point with the Bernie. So the last time we did this dance with Hillary Clinton, it took him four weeks after he did not do well in the primaries to finally throw his hat in the ring instead of doing it fairly immediately. Um, when Hillary threw her hat in the ring with Obama, she did it two days after those primaries were come and gone. And it was obvious she was not the contender. Bernie, God bless him, waited, but he finally did a big press conference and made his announcement. So now it's obvious Biden's the, the go-to guy, but who's his VP pick? I know who Mala. it is. Okay, but hang on. Before you say a black lady or a Hispanic nope, man. not a black lady. I want to say who I think is getting crazy, overwhelming snowball support in the last month that's not a contender, that doesn't want anything to fucking do with it. But I think that he should fucking say yes if he's asked. Governor Andrew Cuomo. Oh, no I, question. I, I'd, I'd co-sign on that. I think he'd be great. Uh, I think he'll I run in, in would, four years, even, by the way. I wouldn't even co-sign. I'd appear at his rallies. That's there, how much I like this guy. Time. I've never said that about I've never said that about any politician in my entire life. I I will yeah. back Cuomo. I'll back him all the way. I love the way he speaks, the way he engages people. I mean, his state is in uh, disarray, in shambles when it comes to this virus. And he has done a magnificent job in um, being honest and, and very factual about the situation that they're in, while also you know delivering a, uh, a message of hope and, and one that I think the rest of the country is sort of uh, leaned upon. Um, I, I, I wouldn't hate that at all. The, the person that I do believe is probably going to be uh, his running mate is uh, from the great state of Minnesota. I think it's going to be Amy Klobuchar. Well, we will see, guys. We will see. Um, but getting back to the enjoyment and the entertainment levels of our own personal lives, TV and film, Netflix. I uh, Guys, I forgot if I told you, TJ, maybe I did. I don't think I told you, Sammy. I watched the entire uh, Tiger King series. Oh, I loved it. Loved it. Yeah, excellent. You know there's uh, another episode about- coming out, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's, yes. there's so much publicity. There's more of another episode coming out, and also they're talking about the movie. Whenever movies start getting made again, and they're already talking about who will play them, and everything's been said from Kevin Bacon to David Spade, who, who has the face but not the physicality body wise, um, and others to play. And they're talking about other people for other roles. They're even talking about Charlize Theron, how she is such an incredible actress, which she is, and has played a man before that she could play. Um, Joe Exotic too from that from that show. Now the other show that I'm binging on right now is Ozark. That is awesome. I haven't seen I episode one of season one yet, but everyone's telling me I need to. Okay, so so yep. my one of my best friends, Isai Morales, is and I'm not, Ozark. Ozark. I'm not going to spoil nothing, but the first season is so key, and then. I did not catch up with second, the second one, and now I heard three is so insane. So I have to go back and do two and then three. But you gotta watch number it. one was so fucking great, TJ. You'd love it. Really? 
it's it's so incredible. The casting is some of the finest casting I've ever witnessed in my life. The writing, the characterization, and the menacing, and the the people you feel for. It's got everything. How uh, and, how long is a episode generally? Like an hour. Each an one's hour. like fifty minutes. And yeah. how long are the first couple seasons? Is this something that I can get? Can I get through a season in a couple days? Yeah, yeah, if you really binge, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like eight episodes a season or nine episodes a season. All right. What up? What What else am I gonna do, Buff? Like, there's nothing to do. I, I no, was so no, excited. I was. I mean, I know. Obviously, health concerns aside, um, I was nervous about you having to go out and, and going to work. But like, honestly, like I was so excited that there may be a fight to actually talk about and break down. And uh, you know, now I'm I'm happy that you're safe. But uh, maybe the silver lining as well can be. Uh, you know, I got nothing else to watch. Let's Let's get back into Netflix. Uh, there you go. Get back into Netflix. You know, speaking of the, the UFC again, it's funny because leading up to when they said they were going to do it and when I had to make my decision about wanting to go, which I said, yes, I would after much consideration about different things and how it be handled. Um, nobody really texts me. You know, they text me like, oh, it's on. After it was canceled, I got a huge amount of texts and phone calls from people saying, thank God, I was so worried about you, Bruce. I didn't want you to go. Th-. You know, they didn't say it before. Right. But when it was well, canceled, it was like, thank God. They don't you know, want to worry you. You know, I mean, I, I felt the same thing. Um, and, and you basically told me, you know, when it wasn't happening, um, that you had planned on going. I, I just assumed that you were going no matter what, because, I mean, UFC numbered event. Bruce Buffer's going to be there. You have no choice. But the idea that, you know, oh, we can reach out and tell you we're happy you're not going. You don't want to do that when you are going because... I mean, you're just a shitty friend if you're making someone stress more than they probably already are. Well, speaking of stressing, guys, it just came over the wire. Uh, the L.A. Stay-at-Home Act has now been extended to May 15th. Oh, and so I mean, I agree with it. It's just, oh, my God, that's like so far away. It's three more weeks. I mean, I, I hate four to say more, this. Four more weeks. I, I hate to yeah. be pessimistic. I think Sam hit the nail on the head. Uh, life is probably not going to get back to normal until after summer. Um, I've heard from a variety of uh, people that have much more, uh, you know, ins and outs with with people that make decisions than I do. That uh, sports are just not going to be a thing until August, and uh, that that's a, a bananas uh, proposition to sort of swallow. I mean, no baseball season. Um, you know, the NFL should start on time. You know, hockey's done. Uh, the NBA is obviously done. I mean, it's going to be very very strange. Um, I that don't there's, know. There's no what World about, Series. What, no World Series. What? What about Fight Island? Yeah, I don't. I mean, he, here's the thing about that, Bruce. Uh, anything's possible, and if anybody's going to make yeah. anything happen, it's it's, it's Dana White. Dana. Yeah. But th- just think about the infrastructure that needs to be somewhere to put on a fight. It, it could be an island, but it's going to have to have a a, a legitimate hospital. It's not going to be able to be like a pop up tent. Um, you know, th- these places do exist. It- it's not going to be an island per se, like you and I think uh, a private island's going to be. If Dana White gets it done, it's going to be uh, on maybe an island, but it's also, you know, its own sovereign country that has infrastructure. It's not going to Let be me, anything like that. What about, and there was people quoting this, that it could be Epstein Island. Oh, God. Come on. Uh, well, well, it's, well it's, I've, I've, that, I've seen numerous. No, I'm not saying that's from the UFC. It's just right, people right. trying to guess. So they go, well, what a great Epstein Island. Well, the, and the, I don't, you know. The, the, I mean, what? The, that's a real place. Is it uh, the Virgin Islands? Something like that? U.S. Virgin well, Islands? That's another, 
that's another thing I was thinking because where I live here in California, if it's an island, okay, granted, I was going to drive three hours to Tachi Palace, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if it's an island, then I'm a little on the screwed end because that's either going to be probably over in the Caribbean, right. I would venture to guess, Indonesia, <laughs> possibly, or uh, you know, over way in the Pacific, which I doubt due to the extent of where that would be. I would think closer to the U.S., so it's probably on the East Coast. It's, it's not going to be... I, I, again, I don't know. I don't know I've, either. I've, I have well, no I've idea. seen an island that was in the the U.S. Virgin Islands. No, I do not know. Have to be checked. So, I, I mean, if I it's if it's U.S. territory, no, it's not happening because it, the U.S. is shut down. There's a reason they were going to Tachi because it's tribal and they, land. And and the island's farther away. So who knows? You right. know what? It's just we just got to prepare, wait and see. And I got to listen. I got the call. I said yes. I, you know how I am. I mean, but it's sa- safety first, family right. first. I I believe that if the participants are willing and it's done in a, a closed environment, the UFC should absolutely do a show. Um, I, I think though that no offense, Bruce, don't don't take this the wrong way, um, because I don't mean it this way. You are very very necessary to a fight experience, but any okay. unnecessary personnel should not be in the building. Um, I'm sure you would be more than happy to do your introductions. Uh, in the safety of your home and have it recorded and played at the apex. The problem is you can't do a show in Nevada. I, I think that if this goes on for considerable amounts of time, if they can do it to where we can get even just three or four fights in on a night and we're not putting anybody at risk, then they should be able to do that. If everyone that needs to be there can be there and is willing and it's not uh, putting anyone in danger, by all means, we should have a fight night. But the whole bells and whistles, Bruce Buffer roaring, uh, you know, the big long walkouts, all that stuff, that's not going to be a thing for at least five or six months. I can't argue that fact. And we're all sitting back wait to, waiting to see. You know, I mean, I had no problem. I'd have no problem appearing in front of a green screen or doing whatever. But I'm not the powers that be. I'm the media mercenary. They point, I shoot. You know, it's just the way it goes. So I got to wait to see what. Just like James Bond, when M calls him and says, put the tuxedo in a bag and get on the other side of the world and do what you got to do. It's just, it's, I got to wait for the call, man. Well, did Bond have to wear a tuxedo? No, but he's a classy guy and he always had one with him. All right. See, Buffer needs (laughs) to wear a tuxedo. Yeah. (laughs) Preferably one that is eye-catching and jaw-dropping. Yeah, of course. I got plenty of time to figure out a new tuxedo for the next show. Look, Look, we're all up in the air. We're all getting and doing and handling this as best we can. And we'll see. I just hope everybody out there is... Doing well financially, uh, everything that's the obvious and handling the situation. Let me give you a couple of lighthearted stories. Lou Gehrig's bat, um, his bat he used, is now has a new owner. $1 million was paid for Lou Gehrig, the, the great baseball player for the New York Yankees bat. Amazing. LeBron James jersey. Hey, real quick, rookie- on the bat front, is it, is it a bat mm-hmm. from any specific uh, occasion or is it just a bat that was linked to him? It was the bat that he first started using during his college days at Columbia University, and he continued to use it when he played at first for the Hartford Senators, okay. and then in his early New York Yankee days. So you're talking about like the first bat he ever used pro ball. What's amazing to me is a baseball bat lasts about six at-bats nowadays because they're always breaking. Apparently, he used this for multiple years. That's amazing. It is amazing. Sometimes, uh, you know, like an old house built in the 50s, it's much more sturdier yeah. than some of the Don't ones built today. Don't make them like they used to. They don't make them like they used to. Okay, LeBron James rookie jersey. His rookie uh, jersey hit the auction block. And this is like the very first game, worn game jersey he wore in the NBA. So how much do you think that they're going to, they, they think it could sell for? Uh, what do you I'll, think? I'll say quarter mil. Tammy? 
Say that again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I knew she was. To, to Sammy, it's just like a, a rag that's going to be used to wash the car eventually. LeBron James jersey, Sammy, the, the game-worn jersey, his first NBA jersey ever worn. What do you think it's going to sell for? It's on the auction block. Oh. Uh, TJ says a quarter million. 750000 Close. You went over, though. 630000 is the record. <laughs> And they expect that it's going to break the record, so it very well could go for three quarters of a million dollars, Sammy. Maybe let's call you the winner on that one. All uh, right, it, it's it's an yeah. auction though; it'll go for lower. Economy's down. No, 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 and I'll tell you why. I disagree. I believe it will go for more because one thing that Brian's pointed out to me, and I pointed this out on the show last week: certain people buy these things. Okay, in times of recession and depression. The items that retain their value like gold bricks, and this has been reported by the Wall Street Journal many years ago when I was a teenager, and it still stands true. Newsmatic coins and stamps, antique collectible weapons, guns like I collect, vintage sports memorabilia and collectibles, if you buy them right. For some reason, they maintain their value. Brian has sent me uh, eBay reports over the last couple weeks. Michael Jordan's second-year rookie card selling for more than ever. Other cards going out, selling at an increased price. Or they're selling at what they were selling for, but they're selling. Okay, we haven't seen a drop in the collectible market. Granted, there might be less buyers because of what's going on. But this is a time, if you understand the collectible industry, and i got to get Brian again, as we said for many years, on the show to talk about it. It's, it's amazing how this works because dollars can become cheap like they were burning million-dollar marks you know, in the street and like we talked about during World War II in Germany before the war. Recession creates value in other areas. That's why gold goes up, silver goes up, and that's why they consider some of these collectibles to be like gold bricks. You know what? You, you're, you are right because, I mean, what dictates uh, the price of anything? It's supply and demand. And right. when you're the, I mean, there can only be one LeBron James rookie jersey game worn. You know what I mean? So, uh, or at least only a handful. So, yeah, you're probably right about that, Bruce. Well, I would like to think I am right because it's a big area that Brian and I, my family, have been involved in. But um, we really need to do that show when when we can um, actually uh, socially distance closer than six feet and maybe be in the same uh, building. Uh, we should get together and, and do a, a show with Brian. I loved that birthday show that we did. Heck, how how long ago was that? Three, four years ago now. Uh, it was three, two years ago. Mm. I love that show. Yeah, that was a great show. Well, thank you very much again for that, too. All right, guys, one last note before we go on with a little feel-good story. It actually makes me feel good. You do remember that Michael and I came out with our Ready to Rumble boxing video game back Ooh, in 1999? I saw this. I saw mm-hmm. this. This is so great. It's ES- so amazing. ESPN asked gamers about the ve- the best video game star Dreamcast fans ever played and that reigned supreme. And you know who it was? Yep. Along with seven other Afro Thunder from my Ready to Rumble game. And Bruce, Afro Thunder. That that character sticks out in my mind so much in in uh, middle school, early part of high school for me because that was the party game. Like a, a lot of people sit back and and watch other people play video games. Uh, well, kids, you know, fifteen twenty years ago, uh, everyone actually wanted to play video games and didn't want to just yeah. watch others play video games. And that was the go to game because it was a game mm-hmm. where you could just pass the controller around. You could. Have a good time. We used to have ready-to-rumble boxing tournaments uh, at my buddy's house on Friday nights, and and there was definitely uh, a few boxing matches that almost came true to life because uh, people were arguing over who was going to be Afro Thunder. I love it. I love it. Call the doctor! Oh, man.
Yeah, I loved it. And you know what it did? The guy that created Afro Thunder that was on my team at Midway when we back when we created the game, um, his name is Orpheus, right? And he was the model for Afro Thunder, and he also did all the sound, the voice, and everything else. And he has, we still have rights, okay? So I was just on the phone with him today. I go, look at this article. We've been trying to revamp the game, and this actually has put a little more fire Ooh. under our butts. I've got an idea. Done. I got an idea. You can have it right now, okay? Because you own everything probably with it. We need a prequel to the game, and we need to play the game through a story mode as Afro Thunder. That could be great, too. That could be great, too. What we do need, though, before we need anything, is I need a developer to work with. And I've already got – I believe I'm working on it, TJ. I, I, I don't like talk about things before it happens. And right now, it's going to be a long road. But when I get that – when I make it happen, I predict I will come out with Ready to Rumble Boxing number four. Probably the best arcade-style boxing game for – for shit and giggles in so many years, just like uh, what was the other one? Punch Out, you know, punch out, yeah. the modern day version. Yeah, Punch Out and Tyson's game. I just just love it. The thing know? about Punch Out is it, it was definitely an eight bit game. And any time that there was a couple adaptations to it, I think it came out again for the Wii. But it was it was too new school. Do you know what I mean? Like Ready to Rumble was like you said, the Punch Out for like the next generation. And, right. and and I I mean, I, I can't wait to see the next incarnation whenever it, it may be. Uh, Punch-Out just wouldn't work, though, uh, I, I think personally, because it was such a nostalgia, you know, part of a generation where Ready to Rumble, there's a lot more flexibility to that game, I think. Yeah, Punch-Out would be bring, like bringing back Pong. Right, you know, yeah, you can't, a, you can't do it, yeah. Can't do it. All right, guys, Sammy. Yeah. You got, you got the floor, baby. Go uh, oh, finish I up. Really, Tell us what's up. Um, I wanted to just share a couple of things that I've been watching on TV as well. Um, just that I thought, ah, let me, let me throw them at you. So I rented, you know, whether it's Amazon prime or Fandango, uh, pay-per-view, uh, you can rent like movies that are in the theater or the new releases, et cetera, et cetera. There's a movie called queen and slim. I fucking loved it. Uh, Look it up. It's basically a movie about a couple, a young black couple who meet on Tinder, go on a date, and the rest is just like the worst thing that ever happened to both of them. They end up on the run, uh, killing someone. Uh, don't, give, don't give it away. Don't give it away. We got it. No. So there you go. Uh, okay. so, uh, Queen and Slim. There's another one that's one of those sort of funny-ish horror movies called The Hunt. Yes, I saw it. It's so good. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Because so, basically it's a bunch of liberals and it take it, it you know pulls the piss on liberals. It pulls the piss on typical Trump supporters. It's every stereotype of both thrown into a fucking horror movie where one's hunting the other. It's so good. Um, so check out the hunt. Then there's not a lot that I haven't seen. And I was just looking over the weekend for something good and then found angel has fallen with Gerard Butler. My buddy so, Gerard is such a good movie. It's so good. Yeah. Surprisingly a good fucking movie. It's not, right. well, not surprisingly, honey, but it's a, it's the second or third version of that series. And everyone is good. The first one was with, um, Gerard protecting the president. And he's always protecting the president. Yeah. So, it, yeah. And, and then it goes into London, which I think was the Angel's fault. That was such a good movie. I got one for you, too. Now, there's an actor out there. Um, his name is Mads Mikkelsen. Okay. 
and he was the bad guy in uh, one of the Bond movies when they played poker. He was bleeding out of his eye. This guy is such such a fine actor. Look, watch Polar, P O L A R. Oh yeah, oh yes, I've seen it. It's so good, so good. But if you Google Mads Mikkelsen, yeah, every one of his movies are good. Watch them all. Watch them all. Seriously, I have I have another one for you. You know, I know you know Eric. So a good buddy of mine, poker pro, stunt actor, Eric Auday. Yeah. He did a movie several years ago. There's a documentary about his life. So he did one of the more famous episodes of Locked Up Abroad. We had oh, we we've had, had him on our show. Yeah, we've had him on show. We talked about it. We've had him on okay. uh, twice. I've uh, actually had him on. I've done four different podcasts with Eric. And uh, for an unbelievable story, like literally, uh, unbelievable, it's the most crazy story I've ever heard of. And in, in it's real life. Like you would think that like Sam, you can speak to this. He's not an embellisher. That's what no. makes it work, because what he's telling you is so unbelievable that if any other personality tried to tell it to you, you'd be like, OK, this guy's a liar. But that's not Eric. And man, uh, I I really uh, love him. I I have said uh, on multiple occasions uh, that put a microphone in front of that guy and he'll just do the best podcast interview you've ever heard in your life. And it, and it's true. He, it's, it's because it's not an interview. It's a it's a story. He is one of the most real stories. His story is fascinating. But he's one of those down to earth and one of the toughest guys I know, and one of the coolest guys I know. He's just he's just a cool guy, you know. And he's been through so much crap in his life, horrific stuff in his life that you would think he would be just off. As well, you think he would hate the world? Well, he, he should have the biggest chip on his shoulder, and he should absolutely fucking hate everything. And yes. the movie that I'm talking about that everyone can see and literally see for their own selves with their own eyes what happened to him. It's called Three Years in Pakistan, the Eric Auday story. And it's like $4.99. You can rent it on Amazon, pay-per-view, Fandango, everywhere. It is worth every penny. It's so good. Agree with you, Sammy. I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. And, I, he, and I, he deserves to watch. I haven't seen the uh, the film yet. And honestly, I think the reason I haven't is because hearing the story, like, you know, there, there are times where people say, well, the book's better than the movie. Um, I'm not saying anything no. negative to the, the, no. the movie. I definitely will go watch it. I'll add it to my queue here. But it, I, I implore people, whether or not they've seen the film or, or not, um, listen to the podcast. Because the, what he describes and the way that he describes it, uh, I, I struggle to think that a, a movie could tell that story the same way that, that he does with the feeling. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. It's, it's incredible. He's incredible. It's put it this way. He's an old friend of mine. I know the story. I know elements of the story that a lot of people don't even know that he hasn't talked about. So even still, I cried my eyes out watching this movie and yeah. anybody it's Eric with a K all day or uh, Eric all day, all day. Yeah, oh Eric all day. And he's also he's also a fantastic poker player. We play at tournaments all together, uh, together yep. once in a while, charity tournaments especially. And Guys, did, I've got to real quick. Didn't he learn how to play poker while in prison? Wasn't that like part of his pastime okay. there? Okay, so check it out. So at some point when he was 
Bruce has got to go. Bruce has got to go. We're going down the rabbit hole. I don't mean to cut you no, off. No, Sammy. no, it's it's all it's all good, Sammy. Go ahead, finish. Go ahead, right. finish. Hey. So, so long story short, he was set up uh, for something he didn't do. He was busted right after 9/11 in Pakistan. Uh, they tortured him and threw him in prison, and he was on death row. And his uh, roommate, the guy next door to him, um, was the only person in prison who could speak English. They became his name was Murad. They became best friends. He taught him Texas Hold'em poker, and uh, that's where he learned how to play. Very and cool. uh, he went in there just an innocent man, and he ended up leaving prisoner, uh, sorry, prison, a killer, literally a killer. Yeah. And this story, it's so fantastic. Guys, it's like a total guy story. So if you're listening, check it out. It's so worth it. And, and I will say to that end, it is like a total guy story, but it's also a real, because like I don't like the machismo type of stories. Like it, it, it repels me. His is, is authentic and honest to a point where don't get turned off if you don't generally like quote unquote guy stories because his story, uh, yeah, I would classify it the same way, Sammy, but it is one of a kind in the most truest form. Yeah. And then one last thing, uh, Westworld, the new season of Westworld's out. And if you like Westworld on uh, HBO, this season's fucking great. They lost me All halfway right. through the second season. Lost me. It lost me. Uh, I made it through the, the second season. I thought it wasn't as good as the first, but as most TV shows are, I'm looking forward to the third season. And I'm with I, I'm with you a little bit on that, TJ. But this season, I tried two episodes, Sammy, and as well as it's being made, just didn't grab me. Didn't catch me like the other one. But you felt but that way about Ballers, too, Bruce. You remember the last season of Ballers? You didn't like the first couple episodes, and then I think you— But you then I really got into it. Yeah, but yeah. this one, it, it just it's just all over the place. It, but it's if you don't watch it, it's hard to talk about well, it. But it is a—it's so well done. There's no question. It just didn't grab me. I, you got to pay attention to that one. You can't, like, have your phone in your hand while you're watching I episodes. Pay, I pay I, 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 Pay, atten- I pay attention to everything. I I'm watch, not saying that me. you don't. Like I, I, I ended up like missing three weeks one time and tried to come back to it, and like I, it wasn't making any sense to me. You got to stay I, with it. I've already watched the last episode three times because I keep putting it on in the background while I do shit, and I walk away and I come back and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I have to rewind it. So then I just end up rewatching it. Cool. So, yeah. All right, guys. I've got a uh, I've got a conference call starting here in five minutes. I've got to prepare for. I'm sorry. Why don't Still you tell to everyone to, to like uh, be a sphere to their influence? I will or take something. care of it. Don't, don't wait. Don't, hold on. Don't make, don't make fun of my don't make fun of my motivation. I wasn't ending. making fun of it. I love it. I just I see this is why you <laughs> say it and I don't because I just say be a sphere to your influence. Okay, yeah. can I just well, before we sphere an influence? It's uh, Sam's pajama party on Instagram. The single life on Twitter. Sammy Phillips, S-A-M-M-Y, on Facebook. Boom. Boom. Done. Go ahead, TJ. At TJ DeSantis, uh, patreon.com forward slash between rounds. Uh, Would love your support in this time of anarchy and chaos. Uh, For as little as uh, $5, you can get uh, premium content unlike any other on the planet. Or you can listen for free uh, and just have to put up with ads. Uh, anywhere you get podcasts, just do a, a search for Between Rounds. Uh, I strongly suggest everyone checks out the show called MMA Stories, uh, hosted by Monty Cox and Jeremy Horn. Uh, you'll hear stories uh, unlike any other that you uh, uh, will experience or, or hear about uh, in mixed martial arts. Sometimes they even talk about the one and only Bruce Buffer. So check it out, MMA Stories. <laughs> Wow, that sounds like interesting, I hope. <laughs> oh, I got one for you guys. Tune in on Monday. 
uh, Monday the 13th um, and look at ESPN, I got word there's going to be something very surprising there. Big day for Michael Buffer and Bruce Buffer. Um, We are being honored with a big story, a big story by ESPN magazine on on, uh, next week. Yeah, very excited about it. Very excited about it. On that note, oh, and also to another thing, with all the uh, video and audio orders coming in, everybody, thank you again. What I am getting a lot of now, both on my Cameo.com page and through BruceBuffer.com for videos, is people wanting best wishes for recovering from COVID-19, those that are fighting COVID-19. I did one today, which is a very heartwarming one for a nurse that wanted a recording. So when she walks into the ICU unit, she wants to play it for the UFC fans who are nurses and doctors there to keep them strong, to keep them motivated. Because let's face it, guys, they are on the front lines. One out of 10 of them are being infected. Anybody on the front lines, which goes from doctors and nurses to grocery workers to gas station workers, to anybody out there working essential businesses so we can stay alive and do what we have to do properly, Again, all my support, everything goes out to you. I get all these different requests, and I'm happy to fulfill them all. Thank you so much. Just go to BruceBuffer.com, send in your requests. Kristen will respond, and we'll get them done for you. All right, Sammy, love you. Thank you for being on the show. TJ, love you too, brother. Thank you. Both of you, please stay safe, stay stay sane. We'll get through this. I think we're getting through the rough part, and hopefully it will start. You know, We're at the top of the pyramid of peril, and hopefully we'll start going down the other way now. I hope that's the case. So everybody, please set your goals, write them down. If you're home sequestered, there's still business to do. There's still goals to be set. There's still things to make you feel better and make you the best person you can be. Don't give up. Be motivated. Take this time to get in the best, like I'm doing what I'm doing right now. I am taking this time to get in the best physical and mental shape I possibly can. I'm focusing on that. I'm focusing on my brain. I'm focusing on my family. And I'm focusing on helping people during this COVID-19 in any way I can because we all need to stay united and work together as one to beat this. With that being said, set your goals. Write them down. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Set the world by being an example for the rest of the world. So when you step out on that path, you be the best you can be, even if it's just outside your front door as we're standing right now. Just do it. Just be the best you can be, and we will win, because that's what we're going to do. We're going to win. I'm all about winning. Buffer out. Take care. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. At T-Mobile, you can get two powerful iPhone 11 Pros on us. The three cameras are perfect for capturing my DIY projects. I'm repainting our car. Wow, the ultra-wide camera really captures all the, uh, flames. Switch today and get two new lines for 90 bucks, plus two iPhone 11 Pros on us with qualifying trading. For well-qualified customers, plus taxes and fees, essentials plan with autopay, phone via 24 credits. If you cancel before 24 credits, remaining balance on full price of nine ninety nine ninety nine dollars for each device may be due. Contact us. Qualifying port-ins and finance agreements required.